Hey, this is Ashlyn, former co-host of the Top 10 Recovery Podcast, The Betrayed, The Addicted, and The Expert. I have had my challenges, but I am also living proof that joy is possible, even when life does not go as planned. Every day I get to help women rise and find their own healing despite their circumstances. I'm excited to share with you real examples of living a life full of adventure, true healing, and freedom, no matter how messy life gets each episode, I will introduce you to someone I love and respect to talk about ways to be the buffalo and to face your storms in different areas of life. If you're looking for just betrayal topics, catch me on my former podcast where there are four years of golden content, all for free at your fingertips. All right, let's do this. How to be yourself. And It's a topic that's been heavy on my mind this week as I realized that my own daughter, who, you know, has been told this her whole life, how to be yourself, just go be in your, go be yourself. When she asked, what does that mean? And it had me thinking, I've been told this my whole life. Have you been told this your whole life? That in order to belong, you just need to be yourself for people to love and accept you just be yourself. And for many of us, we may not know what that means, um, no matter what age we are. So I don't know if you are, uh, you're likely over 20 listening here and it doesn't matter. I talked to a woman in her fifties today who said, this resonates with me. I actually don't know what it feels like to be me. And so I want to start with this. If you don't know, then welcome. (laughs) You're not alone. You're not alone. And in fact, my cute mom was here last weekend and she said, um, I don't understand how and why people need to go find themselves. And I had to pause because, uh, For me, it makes total sense (laughs) because I was one of those people who have had to go and spend the time to figure out who Ashlyn is. And yet my cute mom says, I don't understand. So ask more questions. Help me understand what you mean, mom. She says, well, I, you know, she's almost, well, she's 73, I believe. How I've always known who I am and I've always been able to show up as I am. So why, why the need to go and figure out who you are? Well, let me explain. (laughs) I, I don't remember feeling like my true and authentic self through my teen years and through my adolescence. I remember feeling like myself before I was seven years old. And it is no blame to anyone that surrounds me then or now of why I am the way I am. Uh, We interpret the world as we do through our lenses of life. And that's how it makes sense to us. So as a young seven-year-old Ashlyn and younger, I was a little wild. And you may have heard this on the podcast before. Uh, My family called me the Tasmanian devil because I was... I don't know. Do you know the Tasmanian devil? Um, I now have this cute little Tasmanian devil. I got in a trip with my friend Jordan in France because there's nothing wrong with being the Tasmanian devil. 
And yet I interpreted that as it must be a bad thing to be the Tasmanian devil because he's not the main character. Uh, he's annoying. He's loud. He takes up too much space. And so I'm just going to settle in. I'm going to fit in. And I'm going to be who you tell me to be. Be quiet. Be nice. Be good. And go and do the things that I was taught to do. And I did. I was such a doer. <laughs> I could still be a doer and not a, a human being. And so that's where it began is as a young girl trying to fit in. And if you know Brene Brown, she is one that has changed my life. She, she is a researcher who has studied many different um, feelings emotions, but one that I really focus on was shame and now belonging. And that's why I have my retreats is I want people to belong. I want people to feel included no matter where they've come from or no matter where they are. And I really believe in that collective power of women in belonging. So Brene Brown said, you belong wherever you show up. And when we try to fit in rather than try to belong, when we're trying to fit in, we are showing up how other people want us to show up, whether it's your parents, your friends, your neighbors, your religion, your school, uh, society, culture. There's so many different things telling us who we are, how we should dress, how we should act, how we should feel what we should wear, <laughs> all these different things. And so it's confusing if we are not solid and secure in who we are as a person. And um, so I want to talk about how do we, how do we show up and we belong and we are ourselves as I try to teach this to my teenagers and I see them shifting from young girls into these teenage women who it's a mixture of, I know who I am. I'm going to stand up for myself. I'm going to wear what I want to wear, but also I do want to fit in. It's, it's middle school, it's high school. And being someone who's different doesn't always treat us well in the world, right? So um, difficult situations can come from allowing ourselves to show up fully. So uh, this is the trick I have. Um, let's say you have a kid who they want to wear something that's wild. My kids, when they were little, I let them wear whatever they wanted. And, uh, it still kind of goes that way. There was a time when I could dress them and I really liked to have them look nice and do their hair and, and have the matchy matchy clothes. But I found that one of my daughters, she really expresses herself by the way that she looks and she wants to wear the makeup and the jewelry and the layers of clothing or that type of thing. And what if I don't love the style? <laughs> what if what she's wearing, she wore a blue mascara for a long time and it's all people would comment on when they saw her. So she stopped wearing it because she's like, I'm more than blue mascara, but it made her stand out. But it also was her being her. She loved it. She loved the way that her eyelashes looked when they were blue. But it was, you know, not the norm. And so she stopped doing it. And there's this giant part of me that when I show her those old pictures with her blue mascara, I'm like, 
this can, you can be whoever you want to be. It doesn't matter if someone is bullying you or saying that looks stupid or I don't like that, but yet it matters, right? It hurts our hearts. And so I'm reading in this book called Good Insight. I absolutely love it. Highly recommend it. It's actually a book on parenting and any good book on parenting is actually not about parenting. <laughs> it's about reparenting ourselves. And so that we can show up in a better way and really understand and see our children, but understand and see our own patterns and programming and why we are the way we are. And in this book, she says, uh, people might say something about you knowing who you are. And if they do, I want you to hear me. If it doesn't feel right to you, it's not you, it's them. And you can still come home and you can still cry about it. And I will understand because the world may tell you that you're weird and different, but when you come home, you are safe. Your family says you're all right. And they love you. That is what breeds secure attachment. That is what breeds confidence in ourselves that, Hey, I know who I am. I know my values. I know that I feel safe and secure in my own home. And so when Sally Sue is telling me that I look stupid in this dress, I feel really great in this dress. I'm going to go with how I feel rather than who she's telling me I am. Okay. So I asked my um, audience, maybe it was you. And I asked some of the women that I get to mentor in my women's group. Now this group is for women who have been through some trust breaches of trust, infidelity, betrayal, and some of them in divorce or separation. And so they may have a very different story than you. And that, that is my story. And for me, for, for me to say, I didn't know who I was. Let me just step back here. When I started recovery, I was 34 years old and recovery is recovery from this betrayal that was in my then marriage. And I remember the therapist, I used to do a podcast with him and I have him here sometimes with me. Uh, it's a therapist, Brennan, uh, from the betrayed, the addicted and the expert. I was once betrayed. Uh, some people don't know that that's me. That is me. But um, he would say, Ashlyn, recovery is just recovery of self. So who you are becoming through this process of therapy and, and working through forgiveness and healing the inner child and, and these parts of yourself, it's always who you were. You're just reclaiming her. And I would push back and say, no, 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 Brandon, I was never this girl. I was never uh, loud or I never wanted to really take out space. And, and I just had so many labels and beliefs that were holding me down. And I really did feel, some of you know, I felt this weight on my shoulders and I couldn't even move my shoulder for over a year. And I would go to the orthopedic surgeon. I did physical therapy. I rested it. I stretched it. I did intense massage and the pain would not go away. And when I got divorced, the pain instantly went away. So I don't look at it as it's not fully the person who I was married to and the weight of that. I really believe that it was the weight of my beliefs around where I was in that marriage. I, I was married because I was married. I was no longer married because it felt right. There were moments that it felt right, but that, you know, hindsight, 2020, 
the last six months of our marriage, it was very clear that one of us was not in marriage any longer. Um, you can read my journal to find that out. <laughs> Unfortunately, I couldn't read my journal back there and, re and realize uh, just how far gone we really were. But, you know, here I am and life is better than it's been ever. And I'm two and a half years out of divorce. Well, almost, yeah, longer than that. So back to the topic. How do we find ourselves after we've been through maybe something hard or maybe you're you're in the, the throes of motherhood or you're married and you're or in you're in school or maybe you're defining yourself as this is who I am. I am a partner. I'm a parent. I'm a professional. You're describing yourself as the things that you do rather than who you actually are. And um, that's what I did most of my life. When someone says, who are you? What do you do? That's all we want to know in America. How do you make money? <laughs> and how do you give to the world? Um, and that doesn't really help us get to know anyone. It doesn't. And so when I try to figure out who I am, I really go with more of my characteristics and what I value in my life. And that is how you get to know someone. And that is how you click with someone. So let me tell you this. As I have stepped into reclaiming myself, I took a few steps. Um, I'm going to tell you them at the end of the episode, but I want to read you what some of the responses were from you. So what does it mean to you to be yourself? This gal says, I completely felt broken. I've been putting myself back together, finding what brings me joy, learning how to use my voice without feeling like I'm too much, accepting all of my emotions. And who I am now is, is not myself all the time. It's a work in prog progress. But I've come a long ways. And younger me was so silenced in who I was by society. And to they told me who I was supposed to be as a woman and to not trust my gut, gut instincts. It feels so good and freeing, even though I'm not quite there yet. Okay, there's hope. Another girl says, being myself has also come to me, um, to mean using my voice, especially when I'm uncomfortable, hurting, or something isn't sitting right. It's about owning my story and the way I have been affected. Another one says, being myself means showing up as I am and not feeling like I have to change or adjust to fit in with who I am around. Being myself, I think of a spectrum of emotions and expressions and experiences. When I feel sad or mad or lonely, allowing myself to express it, to move it and then feel it. And when I feel joyful, silly, embarrassed, I allow myself to laugh and sing and dance. If people have something to say about my expression of self, I am open to, opening to hear it. I'm open to hearing it, but I also am the authority on if what they say resonates or not. Only I can know for myself if something resonates and aligns. And if something doesn't resonate and I self-betray and behave out of obligation or conformity and not self, I can feel it. And then it's just a matter of self-correcting. We don't need to shame ourselves into being ourselves. I love that part because that is a very real part of regaining and reclaiming. Another one says, I don't, I still don't feel like I am myself. 
I am not sure when the last time was, but I think I thought I knew myself in my teens. And that reminds me of, I, I think I had moments where I thought I knew myself. I felt confident and, and fun and secure. And then I look back and think the choices that I was making were definitely based on how other people saw me so that I could fit in, in the places that I was. Um, here's another girl. When I can make a decision for myself and not please others or not do it to please others. When I stand up for myself and I stop apologizing for things that I don't need to apologize for, I am slowly putting myself back together. And every time I do something for myself, like speak up, I feel like I see a broken piece in a pile somewhere. I pick it up and I glue it back on myself and I fix this broken vessel on the outside, but on the inside, there's still broken pieces. And so she's at the point where she's trying to fix the inside, which means she has to break apart some of those outside pieces that she's worked hard to put on and not knowing if she really wants to dive into that work. But guess what? When she was telling me all this, it felt like the most authentic time I've seen her. And we only meet on Zoom, but she was showing up raw. She was showing up vulnerable and, and saying, I'm imperfect and I'm not able to completely be myself yet, but I know what I want it to look like. I know what I want it to feel like. That was cool to see that that is you. The imperfect part of I'm not there yet is you. Um, another gal said, I am doing a combination of things like getting some stuff done and giving myself time to relax and time to create and enjoy. And when I can think freely, I can love the way I want without the walls. That is me being myself. So if you're finding you again, you're not alone. If you're finding your voice and you're using it, I'm really happy for you. And if you're finding old or new hobbies, I'm happy for you because that's fun and exciting and double the endorphins. And if you have a circle of friends that has shifted and, and maybe you lost some, I'm sorry. And I love you for that because that is hard. It's boundary. If you're feeling like you're creating the life that you've always wanted, you're living in the most experienced happy way that you can. I'm proud of you. You're not alone in the growing and the discomfort that comes with it and the unlearning. And um, I wanted to give you my, my few tips on how I continue to really try to show up in this most authentic and vulnerable and honest and imperfect way that I can to be myself. So it started with taking care of myself. And I've talked about dailies here before, but I choose to have this list of items that I do non-negotiable every day so that I can stay connected to my own self and trust here. Now that's a question I get all of the time. How on earth do I regain trust after, you know, a breach of trust in my marriage or uh, it's always in your marriage. Let's talk about that. <laughs> That's who's reaching out to me. Um, 
And the answer is not simple. I cannot do one podcast on how to regain trust after this, but I will tell you this, this part right here that we're talking about is a piece of the puzzle. And it's, your puzzle might be like a thousand piece puzzle. <laughs> it might be a junior size 50 piece puzzle, but whatever it is, it's not one path. It's not you doing it alone. There's people that will come into your life. There's modalities that will come into your life. And there's opportunities for you to stretch, to expand and to grow and say, hey, I think this might be my next step into reclaiming who I am. Okay. So I started with these daily um, non-negotiables. And one of them included self-care, but elevated self-care. And for me, elevated self-care includes the fun. So although fun is on my list of things to do, I started with things that were nostalgic. So go back. If you really can't figure out who was I before I was a mom and, you know, a boss or whatever you are, maybe you're a dad, maybe you're the boss. I don't know. But who were you before those things? I was a girl who liked to roller skate and I used to not care if people saw me singing and dancing. And I would put my headphones on and I grab my Walkman and I would clip it in. I had biker shorts on under my shorts because I was awesome. And I would clip my Walkman on and I would skate around my cul-de-sac singing my songs and skate dancing before skate dancing was a thing. Let's be honest. I didn't care. I was being me. And it was really fun. So I started skating, I think it's been seven years ago. And I bought skates then. Did I actually practice and get better? No, <laughs> not until the last year when my boyfriend decided he wanted to become the best skater in the whole world. And it's super annoying, just FYI, because he's actually incredible and he's much better than I will ever be. And I'm not going to try to compare myself and be like him. I just smile and love him and tell him he's annoying that he's so good at it. Um, but for me, it's been something that I chose to do, not because I wanted to be the best in the world. It's because it was nostalgic. It was, it was the Ashland before she grew up and had to be an adult. And it was the Ashland before people told her her dancing maybe looked weird or that she couldn't sing. And it's the Ashland who wore whatever she wanted, even if it was quirky and weird, because she felt cool. That's the girl I want to be as an adult. And so I started skating. And uh, just two days ago, my daughter said, my friends and I wish we had the confidence of you when you skate, because you look really happy skating and, and dancing. And it made me so excited because I don't feel like that all the time when I'm skating. I've had many moments where I have to leave the skating rink or go sit down because I feel insecure in that moment. And I start to get in my head and think, I'm not just being, I'm, I'm worried about, I'm not doing this mood, this move, right. And it looks stupid and I'm trying to fit in. I'm older. I'm trying to fit in with these younger, really athletic and cute kids, but I'm showing up as me. And whenever we can just show up and belong Oh, the confidence is already there. You don't have to fake it. It, it just comes from you, exudes from you. And so for me, it started with 
going backwards. In order for me to go forward, I had to pull from my history and say, what did it feel like to be me then? I really liked pink. So I have a pink bed now. Um, I really liked, oh, it's funny. Now that I think about it, I used to put up a wallpaper a lot as a child. My mom, I graduated in interior design. I've always loved interior design. Um, that's what I did for eight years. And my mom gave me that freedom. So I would redecorate my room a lot. I would ask for furniture for Christmas. That's the kind of kid I was, but I just put up wallpaper in my bedroom and, uh, it's, it was a really fun experience to be able to do it as an adult, to have fun and to, uh, again, see my boyfriend excel at something he's never done. Uh, he did great. We passed the test. Turns out we're really good at hanging wallpaper. Cause I, I stood by his side and I cheer him on and he did awesome. So, um, show up and be you that something that he always tells me, my boyfriend, um, when I get those insecure moments is, ah, stay big and don't stop being you. Even when I'm low, even when I'm insecure, even when I get into comparison and say, what am I doing? Like, is what I'm putting out into the world even worth it? Um, I question myself. I doubt myself. It's stay big and keep going, keep being me. And, um, so I hope that you can, I'm going to actually just challenge you right now to take, take five minutes after this podcast ends. And I want you to just write a list of things that when you felt like the most you, and I gave you some examples here, what did it feel like? What did it look like? What were you wearing? What were you doing? What were the activities you did? Who were your friends? And you know, did you sing? Did you dance? Did you read a lot? Were you really social? Were you not as social? Think of all of the pieces of your little puzzle to fit back into you. And uh, I really love the analogy that uh, one of my girls gave of that vessel being broken. Uh, I don't like saying we're broken, um, but but having a visual is really helpful for us to see so she says, imagine there's this vase and it shatters. It's broken. You had something really hard happen in your life. And to go and pick up the pile of pieces, there's some that are, you know, the outer layer and some that are the inner layer. So those inner layers are that inner child within us. They are the pieces that we were programmed with at a young age, our attachment our beliefs and labels that we took on that maybe we didn't need to. It's the who the world told us that we were supposed to be. And so she said, I started, you know, we start to work on the outside first because those are the things we can control and see. They're the easiest things to step into and to fix. Fix because we're broken, right? Ugh, I'm sorry. I really don't like those verbiage, but I still use them. So we pick up those pieces and we start putting them back together. Okay. I'm going to start showering every day. I can do that. I haven't been doing that. I feel good when I start showering every day. I'm going to start reconnecting with old friends, friends that made me feel happy, friends that cheer me on rather than take from me. And we start to do this, but what she's saying in this, this uh, vase 
is that we we heal the outside. We put the gold, whatever you want to do. We make it beautiful. But we're still masked up. We're still not our old, whole and authentic self because the inside is still shattered. It's still going to break apart. Maybe the next time that something hard happens. And so her analogy in this is to, yes, work on the outside, but oof, work on the inside. Most, I would say 95% of my clients don't just work with me. They're also working alongside a therapist because I am not a therapist. And those are, those are parts of the process that I cannot offer. And so for you, I hope that whatever part of the vase that you are working on, whatever part of you in reclaiming that you are working on, that you don't feel alone in, in all of it. You look around and you might see people changing around you. Um, I always like to say when I see adults acting like kids, I think they're being themselves. I think they are reclaiming the pieces of them that someone told them not to be. And so next time you maybe are quick to judge, maybe you're not. A lot of my audience is not quick to judge, but I once was. And I remember looking, for instance, at women who got divorced and all of a sudden they're dressing different. All of a sudden they're taking care of themselves or um, they're showing up different on social media or they're sharing in a more vulnerable way. There's, it's easy to say, who do they think they are? And why aren't they wearing this? And why are they doing this? And why are they traveling without their children? How, how dare they? That was me. I judged just like that. And yet here I am. I am that girl. Because life threw me another wall to jump over. And I jumped. And I found more pieces of myself because I was forced to. I had a lot of alone time. I had a lot of time without my kids to say, I got to be okay with, with who I'm stuck with for the rest of my life. It's me. I'm stuck with Ashlyn. And if I don't like who Ashlyn is, how am I ever going to like anyone else? So if you see someone who's changed or changing, maybe it's even you. I hope that you have the grace and the love to not question why do they think they need to go reclaim? Why do they need to go find who they are? And I hope you question and say, I see you're changing. And it looks beautiful. Cheer them on. It's hard. It's uncomfortable to show up and start saying yes and no and, and to be boundaried and vulnerable and to really show up as you are. Who you are might be weird. I've been told many times I am co-worky. I'm not sure that's a compliment. Um, and yet, I'll take it. Because it's who I am. I'm showing up as me. All right. I hope you show up as you. And if you want to tell me how you interpret for yourself, how you can show up and be your authentic self, go over to my Instagram. You can comment on any post and I'll share your response. Or you can comment here in the podcast um, over on Spotify. You can answer the question there. Mwah. Good luck. We're all, we're all really trying here, right? <laughs> Thanks for being here with me today. 
whether I was with you doing your dishes while you got ready or driving in your car. If you found a nugget in this episode, please take 30 seconds. You can click on the link below in the show notes and leave me a quick review over on iTunes, or you can share on social media or shoot me an email. It offers me your support without you having to spend a dime or much of your time. Until next time, be the buffalo.